many people have been asking me, how do I get my podcast up and running that quickly? Well, the secret is Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It can also help you to distribute a podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from a podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. If you're interested, find out more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Adrian Tan Show. This is my podcast where I have deep conversations with the people who are enabling organizations to become ready for the future of work. My guests include a mindfulness coach, the folks behind Singapore's most popular investment app, and many more. They all have one thing in common, and that is to help level up your organizations through your people. My guest today is Philip Murder. Philip is the head of workplace partnerships and financial planning at Stashaway. So, what is Stashaway? It is the digital wealth manager that intelligently navigates macroeconomic data, not just the market ups and downs. Their clients get similar returns to benchmark with just a fraction of the risk. And it's not magic, it's intelligent investing. Stashaway personalizes financial planning, portfolio management for the vast range of needs of retail and accredited investors alike. Stashaway is available in Singapore and Malaysia. My background has always been in the financial services space. So, you know, right after uni, I basically, you know, moved from, from, from Europe to the U.S. I did a trainee program with Morgan Stanley in wealth management. So financial planning and specifically investment and financial services has been what I've done most of my life. And... Before Stash Away, I actually joined my wife. She was given the opportunity to move from the U.S. to India for her job. So I, I joined her in India for two years before we, I think we're now in Singapore exactly three years pretty much. And we spent time in India. I was working on some businesses that I have as well in Germany with my friends that we started. So they're all in the e-commerce space. So, you know, spent some time between India and, and Germany at that time, yeah. Let's go straight into Stash Away. So for, for audience that may not be familiar, it is very much in personal investment. But could you help us to understand what's the key difference between Stash Away and what's out there in the market right now? Yeah, like, let's give me maybe a 30-second 30, 30 overview of what Stash Away does, right? You already kind of said it's, you know, helping people save and invest. Uh, and that's really what we do, right? We're a fintech company. We are licensed by the MAS in Singapore. We were the first digital wealth management firm to get that license. And our mission is to really bring wealth management to everyone, right? So we have an iOS app, an Android app. You know, you can use us from the web as well. And we're enabling you to start saving and investing towards your life goals. So, you, you know, you can... You can start with $1, so there's no minimum balance, right? So you can get started with even minimal amounts, so there's no more excuse to not save, which I'm very, uh, you know, fond of, uh, that, you you know, you get people for, that are very young with, you know, small amounts of money on a daily or monthly basis to start saving, or you get people who have a lot of money uh, to save as well. So I think those are the key features of the Stashway um, B2C platform. We also have a B2B platform, I think, that we can talk about a little bit later but the key difference and one of the key reasons we were born is actually 
in Southeast Asia still, investing is always associated with very, very high fees, right? So if you go, for example, Adrian, to to your local bank or you go um, you know, to a financial advisor, you normally get sold unit trusts, ILPs, structured notes, et cetera, et cetera. And all of these products come with very, very complicated fee structures. So they come with, you know, high upfront charges like commissions and sales charges. They have very long, uh, very high ongoing asset management fees. And they also come with lockups a lot of times, right? So there's not a lot of flexibility, especially when we talk about ILPs and structured notes. So what we did at StashAway, we actually thought about, hey, we can get rid of all of these fees because we use technology, right? We don't have the high overheads of, you know, having brick and mortar locations, have a huge sales force needed. So I think that is one of the big key differences between StashAway versus the traditional players. I'm a personal user of StashAway. In fact, I've also gotten my kids involved as well, investing on their behalf. And personally, I have very bad track record in investment. I started when I was 20 years old and invested in a China fund that didn't turn out well. Uh, fast forward a few years, some stocks that didn't turn out well as well. And until most recently, I got burned in Bitcoin ICO, which is uh, something I really rather want to forget about. But StashAway is the one of the few that actually helped me make money. And I know you, you mentioned about keeping your cost and all that aside. How do you make sure that consistently you guys are able to do so? Is there, is there a secret sauce or a secret recipe behind this? I guess there is a little bit. But first of all, thank you for being a client. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you know, everyone. You know, are we getting, I talk to a lot of people nowadays and uh, it's getting more and more where people say, oh, I'm actually a client. I didn't know you worked at StashAway. But that's very great to hear. And I feel you on the investment portion of things, right? Uh, I, I also dabble a little bit still on my own, you know, in a few stocks here and there. But obviously, it's it's quite difficult and it's more for the fun of research for me, right? Um, not for my personal savings that I really will need in the future. There is not a particular secret sauce, but I think what Stashway does is it gives a lot of structure, to be disciplined and have a system in place, right? Which I always preach in my financial planning seminars because um, that's the one thing you can control. You can control your savings, right, every month. Uh, you can control your fees. Again, this is, again, really, really important for listeners to understand. One thing in investments that you can control is fees. And if you're already paying 3 to 5% upfront in sales commission, you start already at a disadvantage, right? You start with less money right off the start. You just paid someone. So that is very, very important. So those two things are key to understand when you want to start investing. The other one is the way Stashway's investment framework works. It's it's a very, they call it smart, right? So there are some algorithms. Obviously, we have the investment team as well. But what we do is we have a huge emphasis on diversification and i think this is exactly what you were saying earlier you got burned by you know buying one china fund in your early 20s right buying individual shares or for example going into the bitcoin craze in you know 2017 uh, early 2018 so betting your all your nasdaq on just a specific sector is in my opinion a very hard game to play because you're betting right so to speak right so what stashway does is we actually offer you the opportunity for you know with ten dollars 
pretty much. We give you a portfolio that has eight to 10 different asset classes in there, right? So you might have a portfolio of commodities like gold. You might have some real estate in there. You might have some U.S. equities, some emerging market equities, bonds. So you get a much more diversified portfolio, which has much less risk and daily volatility than individual shares, right? And I think that is really the secret to investing in general is diversification. It's the number one. If anyone wants to start investing, please diversify. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I I think I'm seeing a lot of that as I play around with the application. I could see the percentage that goes into stocks, into gold, into different stuff. And I guess that is one of the things that really help. I want to segue into another aspect, which is really on financial literacy. In Singapore, well, at least the, the only country I'm familiar with, money is something that is very hard to talk about. Is it very hard, especially during the early days of Stash Away, to convince people to invest and to really take a hard look at where the money is going into? Yeah, I I think you're right. Especially I came from living for 10 years in the US and doing financial, uh, you know, planning and i gave a lot of talks at companies in the us on you know financial wellness and you know financial benefits and in the us it's already much more structured right they have done this for many years because in the us you don't have a set pension from the government really right so no one believes for example that social security will still be around by the time they retire whereas here you have cpf which is a you know fantastic program set up by the government already right The thing is, though, financial wellness and financial literacy is still not very good. So people are saving a lot of money in Asia. And specifically in Singapore, the savings rate is very high, right, compared to other countries. But saving equals not investing. And if you only save and leave it under your mattress, you'll still not be able to reach your life goals, right, such as retirement or sending your kids to college because – there's something called inflation, right? And it's not real, it's not touchable, but it's there and it's taking money away from you. So for us in the beginning, we always had a strong emphasis on financial literature and we have something called Stashway Academy. So we do weekly events. We used to do them in person. Now during COVID, obviously we've switched to more webinars. But we, we give courses from beginner ones, such as you know financial planning basics and investment basics to intermediate ones, and then also advanced courses. And we've seen a, we always had about you know, 100 to 150 people in the classroom ses- sessions. And now during the webinars, we have 1,500 to 2,000 signups a week. So I think there's a hunger to learn more. I think people are hungry to learn more. And if I may also say, on the business side that I work on is Stashaway Workplace, which is more uh, geared towards employers, right? What we have done there from day one is we reached out to employers to talk more about financial wellness and have them take a little bit of a charge to help the employees learn more about it. Because, again, people are hungry for it and they are at work all the time, right? And, you know, work, you know, you've been, you're in this space as well. I think, uh, we, for years and years, we heard about mental wellness, physical wellness being offered at workplaces. And now people realize, hey, we also need to talk about financial wellness. You know, we are paying these workers, we're paying our employees well, but we also need to, you know, help them alleviate some of the stresses that come with with finances. So I think there's a tremendous 
way to go still, but we're seeing huge uptake on the on the corporate side as well as on the personal side because people are hungry to learn more. Since you mentioned about the corporate side, maybe it's also a good time to help us better understand what's the key difference between stash away the B2C version and the B2B version? Yeah, uh, thanks, Adrian, uh, for asking that. So we have B2C, which I kind of mentioned to you, right? Everyone uh, in Singapore as well as in Malaysia, we were currently licensed, can start investing with us. Again, no minimum easy to get in you can sign up within 5 minutes using my info and can you can you're on your path to investing and saving with stashway what we've done is as i mentioned before during the literacy question is we've went straight out after you know getting live in singapore we went out to companies we you know we spoke to hr departments benefits departments people we knew at companies to say hey why don't we come in? We'll give a free financial wellness talk uh, for your employees. If they like it, we can gather some feedback. We can, you know, offer more courses on different topics. And the feedback was resoundingly positive, right? And what happened then was actually company HR departments came to us and said, hey, look, we like your talks. We would like to, you know, do more, enable our employees to 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 be able to save in a more efficient way and we think your platform is great and a lot of employees have signed up for you guys and they think you know this is something that would really help us so it was born out of the actually the need from from employers and Stashway Workplace came about and what we do here is we actually enable companies to set up pension plans or uh, retention plans because you can have uh, vesting features right that match like a if you like uh, stock option plans for companies who don't have those we also have employee savings plans where the company can for example match a certain amount of funds that the employee would like to put into the plan right and the employee can start saving for their life goals just like on the uh, b2c app Let's see. So it's really an additional benefit that HR or the company could be giving to their people. And that's really interesting. And based on what you have seen so far, I'm very certain you, uh, Stashaway, would have amassed a lot of uh, data on how people invest, some behavioral patterns. What, what have you seen in this data that point you to certain things, certain behaviors, especially things that you may not have thought of to begin with? Yes, I think we. I think we have now a little bit over forty percent of the people that are Stashway users are actually in the financial services sector. I was very surprised to see such a high number. Obviously, Singapore, a lot of the employers here is, are in the financial service sector, so I do understand that. But I was still surprised, right? Because they work potentially at a bank or an insurance company or, you know, in, at a you know in accounting firm and things like that. I was surprised about this because these people mostly want to do their own investment. They want to have the choice of you know building their own portfolio, but. It makes a lot of sense if you think about it a little bit deeper because these people know the fees that they usually charge. They understand our investment model and really like the way that we you know, rebalance, we re-optimize the portfolios. There's a real strategy behind the stash wave and its investments. And also, the other thing is, for a lot of people who work in financial services, they're very limited by compliance in what they can invest, Right. Because every time you you start, I used to work in many financial services companies. Every time you want to invest in something, you have to ask the compliance team, 
can I invest in this stock or share? And then ultimately, maybe the company knows someone or is a, their, their client is one of the directors of the company you invested in. And now you cannot sell the shares anymore because there's a financial interest there. So it's very difficult to invest, actually, when you're in the financial services company. And because Stashway is discretionary, because we make the portfolio decisions, these people can just invest with us and not have to worry about every time going through the compliance process. So I think that is a definitely a, a huge, huge data set that I didn't think we would get at the beginning. Now it makes obviously perfect sense. The other one that I think is, is quite interesting is that people are actually, I think we have now more, close to 70% of all of our users make monthly contributions. And I think it wasn't always like this, but we have put so much emphasis on long-term savings, right? And being disciplined about your finances. I, In any one of my talks, you will hear me speak about this, right? You make, need to make it systematic. You know, you set up a standing instructions, you do monthly deposits, and don't that way you don't forget about them either, right, over time. So I think that is also a, a very interesting number to look at that you really with financial technology through the app and the way you can educate um, clients and change their behavioral patterns is super, super interesting, right? Because, you know, get it because this is how they are going to achieve their goals by being systematic, by being, you know, disciplined about their personal finances. So I think that's a, a great insight there as well. It is interesting to note that so many of your users are actually from this financial industry. Yes. It, it really says a lot. And and would there also be uh, an indication of the demographic, the age range of users on your platform? Would it be the younger generation? No, that's what you would think because we make it uh, so easy to access, right? You start can start at 18, you know, you go to a national service, you make your first money, you can put $10 a week towards Stashaway, right? And get started on your investing journey so you would think it's you know more the younger generation but it's very diverse i think you know the the the, the median age is probably around like 37 you know the average is about 37 but we get everything right because no minimum so you get a lot of people who are just starting out with investing and then you also have obviously the higher net worth clients that we service as well, who have you know more than one million dollars with us. So it's it's quite diverse, but from an age range, I think you know the target I would I would say is you know thirty years plus, you know settled in their career, you know getting their you know saving for which I I think we can cover here in a second why it's important to you know save for your life goals. But you know they're saving for their maybe their wedding. They, for their first down payment on a house, retirement, maybe it's kids' college, right? So those are the insights we, we can gather as well. It's like, what are people actually saving for, right, in Singapore? Yeah, that is also something that I like to find out from you because you, you've traveled a lot. You've been in India, Europe, many different countries. What, what do you see from an investment or savings perspective which really differ from the crowd over here in Singapore? Yeah, I think what differs is definitely the high savings rate. I, I, as I said, I, I lived in the U.S. where people, you know, start out with a huge amount of debt usually their in their working lives, right? Because the cost of uh, education is so expensive, and in the U.S. it's very common to take out student loans, right? And 
I have some friends that you know I went to high school with in the US. I went back to Europe to get to university, so it was free, which I'm very thankful for. But uh, they went to university in the US and they, they have high paying job and even doctors, but they come out of school with four or $500,000 in debt, right? So that is a mountain to climb and you don't really see any, any big, big pro- progress in the beginning, right? Because you can't save, you have to pay off the debt, which kind of is saving because you're slowly reducing your liabilities. But I think here in Asia, you're a little bit more at an advantage, right? Uh, especially in Singapore with, you know, the tax rates, uh, a lot of people live at home before they move out, right? So they can save some on rent when they first start their job. So can they immediately, they can start going on the saving and investment journey, so which gives them a little bit of a uh, heads up uh, on, on countries like the US, for example. The one thing we do see here, though, in terms of the, you know, what people are saving for, I think it's a lot more looking at real estate, right? For obvious reasons in Singapore, for the locals, it makes perfect sense, you know, to, you know, get on the on the real estate ladder for your private home, because, you know, all the incentives that we don't need to get into too much, because most Singaporeans will know those even better than me <laughs> with HBDs and the CPF component of paying for it. But for most people on our platform, I think it's, this is end of year, last year data. I think it's about 37% of them are saving currently for retirement goals. And then we had about 19 for buying a house, so a down payment on their home. And 17% were for travel, which I think here in this region makes a lot of sense, right? People are looking, you know, they like to travel, especially Singapore being a smaller island nation people as you know too right uh, airport is great and in normal times a lot of us would be traveling much more <laughs> oh yes for the 17 percent, <laughs> now you have a chance to put those those amount into your retirement instead exactly <laughs> and and from from day one of stash away what what have been your proudest moment in the history of your involvement Oh, proudest moment in the history of my involvement. I I just think, you know, one of the proudest moments actually happened probably last night. (laughs) So we have, there's many moments, right? So we can talk about the company ones, but I think for me personally, I always, you know, get a lot of enjoyment and I feel like, oh, this is what gets me going. It's when I hear from clients that they're actually doing, uh, you know, they're doing better, they're reaching their goals. We're and that thinking highly of stash away in a way that we we're, we're actually helping solve a need here, right? And and it actually came in yesterday from from one of our clients that I know that I met personally before. I did some financial planning sessions with him and his wife. And his wife never she always saved quite a lot of money, but she never invested before stash away, right? And he said he, she hit her savings goal yesterday, a pretty big one. I can't tell you the number. But and he said uh, to us that Stashway has had no small part to play in that. Her savings mentality changed. It's a big achievement, and I think hearing that from clients has always been in my life. Even when I was not at Stashway, but working with clients has been the biggest joy for me, right? Because you know you can actually make an impact in their life, right? Because they're saving for goals and they're trusting you with your with their hard-earned money that we don't take lightly, right? So I think for me, that is that makes me proud every time I hear that. That's really good to know. So you, you were saying Stash Away is open, uh, is available in Singapore and Malaysia. Any other countries that you guys will be looking at right now? 
Yes, we do. It's 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 on our roadmap. So we hopefully will have a little bit more news here coming soon. We'll have we'll have some announcements uh, to make in a few few weeks from when this is recorded. It might be out by the time this is released. So, but yes, we're looking to expand in Southeast Asia. Of course, um, we want to grow the wealth of people and you know help them achieve their goals in in this region. And so, obviously, the regional expansion is definitely on the cards. That's good to know. So I, I I like to just go back to a period where my personal investment started, uh, which was perhaps I think about more than close to a year ago, and everything was nice and dandy until, of course, COVID hits, and then the prices started to become yes. very erratic. I remember receiving an email, a notification through your app that there's going to be some changes in the portfolio, and then things went well again. So what? So how 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 would you? Or how would Stash Away actually manage a situation like what we are experiencing right now where the market may experience some, what, what they will call a black swan event? Yes, no, good question. And yeah, you kind of explained already that we did some changes uh, here to the audience. But the way, like, even if I take a step back, right, the way the Stash Away investment team, and, and I personally always have thought about investments as well, is... If you have a long-term goal, if it's more than 10 years of time, right? Black Swan events just give you another opportunity to buy at the lower entry point, right? So, and I know it's very, very difficult to 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 stick with it during those times, right? Like in March, when the stock market is down 30, 40%, depending on which region you are or what you invested in, right? It's going to be very, very difficult to stick with it and not sell out at the worst possible moment because that's what always happens, right? People get nervous, the news are very, very bleak, and then they sell out. At the, they make actually the paper loss become real, right? Instead, if they would have just set it out, you know, they did their monthly contributions again, they would have come out again on top. So it, it, it always repeats itself in history, right? But I understand it's difficult. So what we do at Stashaway is obviously through articles, through education, we're trying to get people to say, hey, you, you need to just stick with your long-term goal. You, you need to reach your goal in 10 years' time. We will get you there, right? We build our portfolios by using a risk index that gives you a high prob- the highest probability to reach your goal in a certain amount of time, right? So when you first onboard, we will we ask you a lot of questions about your goals, uh, you know, your financial situation, uh, what's your risk appetite, and then we match you with a portfolio that we think gives you the highest probability to achieving that goal. So by doing that, you also get a diversified portfolio. So obviously, you're also your investments should not be as volatile as just the stock market, right? So if you're, for example, in our portfolios, as you mentioned before, you see that you have some gold, right? We had 15 to 20% allocation in gold before the crisis already. Uh, you have some bonds in your portfolio, right? You have different geographies in terms of equities. All of this will help you uh, lessen the blow of a black swan event, Right. The other thing that we did is you said we made some changes to the portfolio. This is also part of Stashway's investment framework where we look at different economic indicators. So the investment team looks at different economic indicators and forward looks, hey, what does what does that impact over the next two to three years? So we don't want to be seen as a trading platform. 
so that you know trades in and out every day because that's not what we do. We only have made I think three to four changes in the three years since we're live, but we did do one uh, a, few, a few weeks ago, which was uh, you know we went out of some of the European stocks. And we added uh, a little bit more to the gold side of things. And we also added a China technology ETF, for example, because we thought these changes are more longer term lasting, right? There's more money flowing into these, into these areas in the market. And we wanted to take advantage of that for our clients. Really? That's interesting. So my next question would really be on the, as an individual user, because when I first set up the app, I was asked to choose the percentage of allocation or rather a risk, risk percentage or risk index. Yes. So that, that's, so right now I'm on 30% and there's also something higher, I think 33 or 36%. 36, How is yeah. all this actually being allocated? I mean, what would the key difference be between a 36% say versus a 30%? Yeah, so so the 36% is actually our most high-risk portfolio, right? So it's very close to a 100% equity index, right? So let's say for it's close to like a MSCI World Index, uh, which is the, you know, it's an ETF that tracks the world to market cap as a percentage of market cap. So very high risk. But what does the percentage actually mean? And I think this is one of the key things where we are a lot more different than the traditional players out. So if you, for example, go uh, you know, to a bank or you go to a fund house and you want to invest your money, they ask you some questions, but then normally they show you a product, right? And when they show you a product, what they do is they, they usually tell you, hey, it's going gonna, it's gonna to return 8 to 10% or this one is going to be 11% returns, right? But what does that actually mean? They always just tell you returns, but it comes with risk, right? So every single, every single investment that you ever do, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's Bitcoin, if it's stocks, bonds, insurance policies that have investments attached to it. Anytime someone tells you this is the expected return, ask them about the risk. And this is where we are very, very, very transparent because what we do is we actually show you risk first before we show you expected return because we believe the client's biggest mistake is they take too much risk, a black swan event happens, and they sell out. And now they're in the they're in the deep red, right? And they sold out at the worst possible time. So how can you avoid that? You can avoid that by matching the customer to the right risk index. And as you mentioned before, we have I think we have now 12 different risk indexes across from 6.5 to 36%, right? And the statutory risk index is a measure of risk where we defined as a portfolio having a 1% probability of losing in value more than the selected percentage of assets in any year. So basically, right, there's a 1% chance in any given year that you could lose more than 30% with the 30% risk index. So, for example, during this COVID crisis, right, none of our global portfolios breached their risk index, right? So, because it was a black swan event, right? So, in the case of the 30% portfolio, I don't know exactly what it went down, but it went down less than 30%. So, that is how you manage risk, right? And we want to... And I think this is what I didn't mention earlier today, that uh, about one of the unique things about Stashway, because I think... We're super unique in this way, right? We're the only ones showing you risk instead of return. So we don't show you the sexy thing, which is, oh, this is how much I'm going to make you, because that you can't control all the time. What you can control is risk.
And what would be your personal risk index as a user? Yes, mine is about 22. So yeah, it's the 22 one. So that's the one I like personally. Obviously, you know, it's it's very it's a personal decision, and I think this is where we come to actually the other feature that I I, I like to mention, and this is our goal planning process, right? So in our goal planning process, we do we match you to the right portfolio, and you can have as many goals as you want on on the platform. So for example, if you say have two children, one is ten years old, one is just born. We ask you some questions. Where do you want them to go to university? We help you understand how much you need to save uh, on a monthly basis for each of those children, right? But then we will also tell you, hey, this risk index gives you the highest probability of reaching college, uh, having the money for college for each of the children. And for the one that's born who still has 10 more years, you know, uh, 10 more years longer to save versus the one that is maybe already eight years closer to to college might have a more risky portfolio versus the older child, right? Because the older child needs the money in a, in a shorter time frame. So you can't take as much risk anymore. And the system automatically manages that 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 risk allocation. So I think using the goal planning tool is one of the most hidden features of Stashway because, like I said, a lot of people just start out by clicking general investing. They want to try us out. They just put some money in and then they stick with that, which is perfectly fine. But I think one of the greatest tools and one of the greatest services we, 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 we give is actually the, the goal planning because it's, it's, it's a fantastic tool. You can build your own financial plan by having as many goals as you want and having different portfolios for each one of them because they're unique, right? Every, every goal of yours is unique. They have different time horizons. They need different amounts of money and things like that. And for the, the a working adult like myself, what and given your financial planning background, what would be the percentage of income that one should work towards in parking into an invest, investment portfolio like Stashaway? Yes, I think the official financial planning guidelines is anything above 15%. For me personally, obviously I've been in finance, I've been lucky enough to start out in this world, so I I I, t- I tend to save a lot more. <laughs> but, you know, the ground rule is about 15% of your salary to save. I think that's the minimum that they suggest. I think anything above 35 is a really good number. So I personally, I always try to stay above the 35%, have done so successfully for the last uh, nine years. And I know that takes sometimes, you know, some, 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 some oh, what's it called? <laughs> some, uh, you know, dedication and also, you know, you need to make decisions sometimes. Oh, should I spend this right now or should I, should, should I save it instead? But I think, you know, if you consistently save, you know, 25, 30, 35% over long periods of time, I promise you, and you start investing that, I promise you, you will have, you will be able to reach your goals. That is great to know. I started nine months ago, so another eight years for me to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. And and for, for people out there who might still be a bit skeptical about parking their money into Stash Away, what is one thing you like to tell them? Yeah, I think the way we, we, we set up, I think we set up we were set up the right way and we are licensed by the MAS, right? So I think the Monetary Authority of Singapore for the people who don't know what the MAS is, is the is the regulator here in Singapore who regulates financial 
institutions. They are top notch. You know, they 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 they're a lot of the thought leaders in the world when it comes to financial regulation. And we got a license from them. It's called the CMS license for retail fund management. That's pretty much the highest license you can get for retail management. We are licensed the same way as other fund managers around as well. And what that license entails as well is a lot of oversight, right? So we are we having tech audits. We have financial audits, you know, from, from a government level, from an internal level. And what it also does is it sets up a custodial structure, right? And that is very, very important for your money. So you always want to understand wherever you invest with, you know, how is my money safeguarded from yours? So at Stashaway, the way it's set up is actually the client's funds are never commingled with Stashaway funds, right? So Stashaway funds meaning how do we pay rent, right? How do we pay employees and things like that? That is in a separate account. And then the, empl- and the, um, the client's money is in custodial accounts. They actually held at HSBC and Citigroup. And with that setup, so even if something should happen to Stashaway, your money would be safe and a trustee would be appointed by the government and they would come in and actually say, oh, hey, Adrian, you had uh, X amount shares of this, X amount shares of this. Here's your payout. Uh, this is the balance you had with Stashaway on day X and here's your money back. So I think that should already, you know, alleviate a lot of the fears of, hey, is it safe to invest with Stashaway? Obviously, you know, you can look us up online on, you know, on your ACRA or anywhere. You can do some research, which, you know, I suggest everyone to do, right? You know, financial instruments. And this is why we don't take it lightly. And we take a lot of pride in, 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 you know, with our clients' money, because it's hard-earned money that you earn, you know, on a day, on a monthly basis. You, You work hard, you earn your money, and you give us the trust. So we want to give you the trust back, right? And that's one thing I really like about Stash Away because when it comes to doing research on financial instrument, it can really be very overwhelming, especially for people who may not be familiar with all these terms and lingos. And, but for, for Stash Away, based on what I've personally experienced, it really breaks things down to very simple terms and make it really easy for someone like me who is not financially trained to understand what's going on. And as what you have shared earlier on, uh, you can even start investing with $1. So uh, my advice for everyone out there, just give it a go. So far, all my portfolio has been positive, even for my youngest four-year-old. So it's really good training ground for the kids as well. So is there anything that you may want to share which I've not asked? No, I think I think we covered pretty much all of it. We we also now that you know I'm a guest on your podcast, I think we have to have you on on ours. We just uh, launched our podcast a few weeks ago. So anyone who wants to learn more about personal finances, entrepreneurship, investing topics, should listen to us. Give us a subscribe. So it's called In Your Best Interest, and we have a lot of great guests from the investment sphere, great entrepreneurs as well. So if you want to learn more about this, you know, join our podcast and, you know, come to one of our webinars if you want to really learn more, right? So just they're free to sign up for on our platform. Yeah, I think that that, that would be wonderful for people to do. Absolutely. And I'll be putting all this in the show notes so you could take a look and go to all this material. Uh, other than that, anywhere else people should go to if they want to find out more about Stashaway? Yeah, I think uh, if they want to find out more about Stashaway personally, I think they should, you know, go to our website. It's very, we put everything up there from 
transparent pricing, from information about portfolios. It's all there. You, you can download the app. Uh, you can open an account. It's all free. So you can try it out and play around with it. And then if you want to learn more about how we help businesses and how we help companies uh, help their employees and you know add to their benefits packages, even at no cost when it comes to financial wellness, go to uh, workplace.stashaway.sg. And I think we can put that in the uh, show notes as well. Or also reach out to myself. I'm happy to you know have an intro session see what you as a company would like to achieve and maybe there's something we can do together maybe not but at least uh, for a discussion happy to to have a chat thank you philip thank you for coming on to the show thank you adrian for having me i really appreciate it <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast you can refer to the show notes for links to more information about our guests and their businesses if you enjoyed this podcast it'll be helpful to give a review on itunes or follow me on spotify if you're using Overcast, please hit the star button under the episode. That will help get this podcast and the episodes out to more people who may find it useful. I will see you in the next episode of The Adrian Tan Show.